Today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. They've been accused of putting profits before people, and later today, the CEOs of the country's biggest grocery store chains will be grilled about the rising cost of food. They are set to testify before the House of Commons Agriculture Committee as part of its study on food inflation, and MPs, including NDP leader Jagmeet Singh, will be asking some very tough questions. In January, food prices were up nearly 11.5% from the same time in 2022. That's almost double the overall rate of inflation, which was roughly 6% that month. Senior economist David McDonald is with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. He says MPs could also ask these CEOs to cooperate with the Competition Bureau study into food inflation later this year. Of course, the Competition Bureau cannot compel the grocery stores to do that, but the grocery stores can volunteer additional information. Sylvain Charlebois is the director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University. He called today's appearance by the CEOs at this parliamentary committee meeting political theatre. Tina Trojani, Global News. Uh, I share the skepticism, I think a lot of people do, about what's going to be happening today and the end result of this. Joining us to talk about this is uh, Moshe Landon. Moshe, of course, is a senior economics lecturer at Concordia University. Moshe, pleasure to have you back on the show. Thanks for the time today. Good morning. I, as, as the report just said, I think, you know, we're going to see a lot of political theater here, but if I could paraphrase Macbeth, is this just a lot of sound and fury signifying nothing? It is completely that. Uh, it, I, I don't know what they expect to uh, come out of this. Uh, you think that the grocery stores are now going to go back and say, well, after that grilling, we should really reduce our prices or we really should think before the next time we uh, increase the price of McCain pizza. Like, it, it's not going to change the way that they run their business. And I don't think that the government is prepared to start regulating grocery stores. So, uh, yeah, it's going to make uh, for some good headlines. And after that, it's it's nothing. Well, and this is, you know, politics 101. I mean, I think they teach you this when you run for public office. Uh, pretend you're doing something. I mean, they, I, I'm sure that most of the people on this committee, including, uh, the, you know, the party leaders, they know damn well that there's not going to, not, nothing's going to come out of this, but they can go back to their constituents and say, boy, we, we nailed these guys to the wall. Uh, <laughs> to what end, though? Yeah, you're exactly right. And, and that's it. It's, it's people are frustrated that prices are rising rapidly at the grocery store and they want somebody's head on a pike for it. And so the easiest thing to do then is for politicians to say, well, we're going to look into it. They can say that they looked into it. Uh, and one of two things can happen. They can either say, and we found no evidence, which is what they would likely find. Or they can say that we found evidence, but there's nothing that we can do about it. Uh, and that would be the end of it. So I, I think either way, everybody gets what they want out of this. Even the grocery stores are going to get something out of this, too, where they're going to be able to defend their position. And uh, once the news cycle passes by, they can go about their business. So I, I think that everybody's going to be satisfied here. The only ones that are not going to be happy are, are going to be consumers who realize that this is not some sort of conspiracy. And it's unfortunately the nature of living in a higher inflation environment that some things are going to go up pretty quickly. And it's unfortunately groceries. There's another side of this, too, and a, a couple of the people have, have made noises. I'm talking about the elected officials about this, because uh, the, the grocery stores maintain that, listen, we've given you the data that you've asked for, you know, where, where these price increases are, how much they are, and, and a lot of the stuff is public information anyway. Uh, but they say, look, it's not a detailed look, you know, and, and, I, and to their one of them, I think, it, it did say, look, don't tell me that they don't know. Uh, which stores are producing and which departments are producing more than others. Of course they do. If they weren't, they would be lousy business people. Uh, but they don't want to make that information available to the politicians. But should they have to, though, Moshe? I mean, they're not government workers. This is you know, this is not a government-subsidized business. This is the private sector. Yeah, and, and they have to answer to their shareholders. They don't have to answer to the government beyond the fact that they have to pay their proper share in taxes. Uh, you know, as a, as a publicly held company, 
they need to be audited. Uh, and that would be where you would look at things like margins on your various different departments and things like that and, and what's going on. Uh, but that stuff is, is their decision as to how they want to share that. If their shareholders say, we want to see that information, well, those are shareholders and they have a right to that information. Uh, but if the shareholders aren't asking, uh, the government really doesn't have a right to, to jump in there and ask for that information uh, unless they suspect that there is criminal wrongdoing. Uh, but that would take place then at, uh, you know, investigatory, uh, investigative level before it would actually rise to the level of, of some sort of parliamentary inquiry. And, and well, such as the, uh, the concern about bread fixing, the price of, of bread a couple of years ago, uh, which did lead to a, a pretty intense investigation. Uh, but that's, that's the exception more than the rule, isn't it? I mean, every now and then the parliamentary committees bring somebody in and they, you know, up on the carpet there and said, you know, okay, you know, defend yourselves. They did it to the oil and gas industry a number of years ago. Uh, it didn't really help, you know, lower the price of anything. All these guys are going to do, they've all got their talking points and they're simply going to say, this is why this is happening. Don't blame must blame the supply chain blame the people producing this stuff yeah and you know if i'm if i'm running one of these big grocers uh, what i'm going to say in front of that open mic today is if you want to blame anybody for this it's the person on the other side of the desk that's the problem the, the government has created an environment where there's a lack of competition and anytime that there's a lack of competition you're handing pricing power to those people that exist within the marketplace and unfortunately in canada we're all too familiar whether we're looking at say six banks that dominate the uh the banking sector or three or four companies that dominate internet and cell phone service. And we happen to have in, in grocers that there's three big companies that dominate. Two companies dominate the air industry. Uh, we're, we're filled with what we would call oligopolies. And oligopolies are inherently going to have this sort of pricing power built into it. And the problem then is that there's a lack of government regulation that's encouraging competition. And so, uh, you know, not that I would want it if I'm the head of law laws, uh, but if I want to get out of this unscathed, I just turn around and say, hey, this is your doing, not mine. Well, and we're seeing that acted out right now, aren't we, Masha? And, you know, they talk about more competition, and that's going to create better pricing for consumers. Yet they rubber stamp all these these conglomerates that get together all the time, and they're going to do it again with the Roger Shaw deal. I know it's not groceries, but it's another example of, you know, what you say is one thing. What you're doing is something totally different because they, they cry poor and they say, look, if you want telecommunications to survive or you want the food chain to survive, this is what we need to do. And they say, oh, well, I guess they know what they're doing. So they, they check it off and off we go. And then, you know, three years later, here we are in this situation. Absolutely. And when I came out of university in and around the turn of the century, uh, you know, a, a lot of people graduating in my position might have gone off and worked for the Competition Bureau in Ottawa. You know, it was, it was a big uh, attraction for, for job prospects, uh, for econ students. You know, they've been completely defanged over the last quarter century uh, to the point that most people don't even know that it exists anymore. And so they are essentially now a rubber stamp. And uh, where they might have blocked, say, uh, bank mergers uh, back in the Paul Martin days, that stuff doesn't happen anymore. And so you're right. Uh, it, it, this is a, a major oversight on the government's part, and it's, it's created a lot of the problems that we now have in a lot of these sectors. Uh, it's not the cause of inflation, but it certainly makes it more difficult to rein it in. Is there a, an end game here and a, a light at the end of the tunnel here? Because we're falling into, a, I think, a dangerous pattern. And I know you've talked about it in previous conversations uh, where there are, you know, the little guy that will, you know, buck the trend and, come, and whether it's in the food business, that could be, the, you know, the, the brewery business, whatever it might be. But you rise to a certain level of success and, and start making a name for yourself and bingo, bango, you get bought out by one of the big guys here. 
Uh, and I don't blame them. I mean, you know, they're going to, they've a lot of them have made a lot of money as a result of that, but it's not doing much for the market, not much for the consumer. You're, you're right. And, and again, that's where, you know, a competition bureau or, or some sort of government oversight would stop that from happening. But yeah, that's to a large extent, you know, the business model. We've certainly seen that with things like Facebook. You know, the moment that you see a threat, you just buy them out uh, and the threat goes away, or at least you now become part of the threat yourself. So uh, it, it's not surprising that that would be good business strategy these days. And if you have a weak regulator that's not going to insist that you rein this in, then yeah, this is just going to keep happening. Uh, and it does create long-term problems uh, that make it harder for small entrants to come in then, because you're now not just dealing with a large company, you're dealing with a behemoth that's really difficult to take down. Uh, and very much uh, intimidating Get every time they come into front of a government committee. These these guys just seem to cave in just about every time these guys ask for anything they want. And and as you say, it's a private company, and they're driven by profit for their, their shareholders, and that's that's the way of the world, I guess, that we have to accept. But, you know, the, to suggest that, you know, that anybody in this parliamentary committee is going to intercede here and, and, and make this problem go away today is, is ridiculous. But, you know, I guess we have to manage our expectations, don't we? We do. And, you know, one of the things that I, I would say is that these days, access to being a shareholder in these companies is a lot easier than it was 20 years ago or 50 years ago, right? Whether through mutual funds or uh, other forms where you can you can gain some access to this. So at least on one level, you could say that if you have a problem on the front end where you're dealing with high grocery prices, well, at least on the back end, then maybe you acquire some shares in these companies. And when they're making these excessive profits, you get it back in the form of a dividend. It doesn't exactly solve the problem, but at least there's an element here where maybe you don't quite feel so badly when you're paying a little bit extra for you know your bread at the at the local grocery store. Well, uh, politicians will all get their 10 seconds on the evening news tonight, and we'll see just uh, how effective that's going to be. Moshe, always a pleasure. Thanks for this today. Anytime. Senior economics lecturer at Concordia University, uh, Moshe Lander. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.